0: Four, please. The Nacker Golfist now driving. Welcome to the Nacker Golfist. Today is October seventeenth, two thousand and twenty, and I just cracked open a Canada Dry sparkling seltzer water that happens to be a raspberry flavor. So that's what I need right now is sucking down on one of these so I wanted to do a podcast tonight after participating in a golfing outing that I did today Uh, it's like I don't know who listens to this podcast if you do listen to it I really appreciate it I really wish uh, I knew if anybody Listen to this. I don't know how many downloads it's had. It hasn't. I don't know if it's had a lot of traffic um, thus far. With the way I'm doing this, I'm only using Facebook as sort of an advertising agent to advertise or promote my uh, my podcast. And I'm a member of various um, Facebook groups on Facebook, and I actually uh, I. So I, I'm a member of the uh, the Forge Golf Club Appreciation. I'm actually the founding member. I actually started that page, and um, it's a page where people can go to Facebook and share pictures of their forged golf clubs. And I really think that it's uh, a worthwhile experience to be able to see different pictures of different sort of forged heads and whatnot you know, whatever area it's in, whatever area it's from, it's really important to the folks on that page. There's about 2,200 members on that page. And um, actually, uh, I don't know, I'm actually kinda of proud of that because that's something that I started and um, there, there's actually a um, there's a, a buy-sell-trade Forge Golf Appreciation page where you can buy, sell, and trade Forge Golf Clubs. That's run by uh, Mr. Chad Oswald. And um, thank, thank you, Chad, for doing that because I didn't know how to really do that. So, so I'm actually thankful for uh, people checking in, and listening if they do. And um, I like, I like being able to share my opinion of various golf products and various golf experiences that I've had which is kind of what, what happened to me today, or happened to me and I got to participate in today. Uh, it's a Saturday and I worked a long, hard week doing my job and I really think that uh, this could have been one of the last opportunities I could have to play golf in this month of October before the time changes at the end of the month. And that's important because you got to have enough daylight to play golf, and um, especially, and, and also it helps to be in sort of October where, whether, where it's sort of warm. And today was no understatement needed on that because um, here in Northern California, we're, we're going through what's called the Indian summer, which, or as other people like to say, indigenous summer. Where it stays warm and hot all day and then it cools down at night. And so the result of that is. The result of that was sort of a painstaking experience for the first part of the round today. So I started off the day, it's like, you know what? I gotta go play golf. I really wanted to play golf yesterday with my son, but um, he was uh, not feeling up to it because of the temperature outside. It, it's only like. It's only like low to mid-90s here in Northern California. When I say Northern California, I mean specifically Sacramento, California area. Because I don't live in San Francisco. And I don't know, I have no concept of what living in that climate is like. All I have to say for anybody that complains about that climate is just come and live in Sacramento for a summer and see if you appreciate it. Which is why, you know, whenever I want to get away, I want to get to the coast and sort of cool off. And sort so that's sort of why that reference is um, you got to make sure you say Sacramento instead of Northern California, which could mean San Francisco area, which I am definitely not a part of. So um, anyway, so I started it's like I wanted to play golf yesterday and I wasn't able to and I was a bit tired after the week. And I was like, you know what, I gotta get up early and I gotta get a few things done before I go out and try to play and there's a few things that I need before I go play. And yeah, that sort of thing. I mean, I started off as like, you know what, I my my vehicle of choice driving to work is a little bit low on oil, so I think I'll go to I think I'll go to Jiffy Lube and do what's called a free top off. And so I went there today. And they were they were good. They, they actually told me that I have a leak in my engine, and I'm like, oh, great. Another thing that I have to worry about on this 22-year-old vehicle that I uh, don't really want to be driving because it's a bit too small for me. But it was a hand-me-down before my dad passed away, so... Anyway, I found out that my truck needs a bit of serious help, and that was right after I bought brand new tires for it at Costco. Which really, really feel good on the freeway, I just have to say, and they're... For a for a a basic sort of two wheel drive pickup that I'm driving, I, I have to say that the BF Goodrich TA radials still really work well and they really drive smooth on the road. And you know, whether they last a long time, that's another story. But right now they feel pretty good and they feel pretty soft and the ride is pretty smooth, so so anyway, got done at Jiffy Lube and they filled they top they top my engine off and they're like, Hey, you got a leak here. Uh, it could be the, uh, the valve cover gasket could be leaking. I'm like, oh, great. So there's another thing that I got to worry about. But, um, on top of a few other things that I'm dealing with right now. So anyway, so I really wanted to play golf. And what do you do when you go, what do you want? What do you do when you want to go play golf is you go to the golf store and you stock up on golf balls and, or get a golf glove. And so I went to my golf store of choice which is called golf galaxy here in roseville california and what i did is i went there and i'm a big fan of the strixon q star tour golf ball and i also needed a really reasonably priced golf club and um the only available stuff that they had was stuff by callaway foot joy i mean let's let's start with the golf glove here and and what available choices they had they had you know Titleist they had Callaway they had FootJoy, they had a couple other brands and and those things were all about 18 to 25 if not 35 dollars for a golf glove I mean are you kidding me are you kidding me you really want to spend 35 dollars on a golf glove I mean that's what Bubba Watson spends on his on his pink golf glove that he plays every weekend I mean they probably give them to them, but I mean, that's a lot of money for a golf glove. Get out of here. So let me take a little swig here. So what I found out is that they had this sort of unmarked area where they had the Srixon golf gloves available. And I looked over there and I'm like, you know what? I don't see a price. And so I asked one of the sales, uh, hover guys and they're like, Hey, I'm like, what's the price of these, uh, Strixons here? Oh, let me go look. Cause they're, they just came in. Oh, they're like, they're $12 or they're 1199 or 1299, whatever. And so I'm like, okay, that's a good deal. And I did, I, I have had a Strixon golf club before and they, uh, they get the job done. It's a really simple, sort of inexpensive way to have a good golf glove and it's stylish and it says Strixon on it and I love Strixon. So I got one of those and I'm a, you know, I got the left uh, golf glove for my medium left uh, hand that I usually play golf with. And then I had to make a decision on the golf balls that were available. I mean, they have all kinds of balls. They have, they have, um, I got uh I got some balls last time that I wasn't satisfied with. I got these uh Srixon soft feels that were um the orange and the neon green and those were those were those had really really low compression and they sound like uh they sound like racquetballs bouncing on the ground. And that wasn't ex- that wasn't a mistake I wanted to make again. So I sort of look around and um I'm looking at... They They have the Q... I'm sorry. They have the Srixon, the XV Tour, whatever, which is like the Pro V1 and the, R, uh, the R5X or whatever. RX5 or... What's a tailor-made ball? I, I don't know. MX5. That's a... Oh, that's a Mazda. Never mind. Um, Z5. No, that's BMW. Never mind. Um, God, I can't think of the name right now. Whatever. Whatever. Anyway, so I'm looking around... They only have like, they have the tour ball. They have the the not so tour, but sort of better than average amateur golf ball, which is the Strixon Q Star Tour. And then they have the soft feel, which is sort of beginner, basic, uh, basic golf ball for hacking it around. Um, so I chose, and I was looking around. I mean, they have this whole aisle dedicated to just golf balls, and I, you know, you turn around and you have. The tailor-made section, they have this new ball called the tour response or the player response, which, I mean, the the what I recommend is if you're in a golf store and um, I would assume that they have an area where it's just the vinyl floor, where it's a really hard floor, just take a ball out and bounce it on the ground and see what sort of sound it makes. Does, this, does it make an appealing sound when it bounces on the ground? Because that's kind of the feeling that you're going to get when you're playing with it, is that that sound that you hear bouncing on the ground is going to translate into how the ball feels off the driver head, off the iron head, and also the putter head. And so you're going to, you're going to hear that sound a lot if you, if, you, if, you're, if you just take it out of the box and just bounce it on the ground. And um, I don't know what's going on out there, but my family's stalking me. They're like, you're too loud again. Your last episode was so bad because you were yelling. It's like, oh, great. Get out of here, man. You you're watching me in my you're in my window, aren't you? You little bugger. Oh, you're in the door? We have a we have a visitor in the walls, folks. Visiting from <laughs> my precious. Oh, it's uh Halloween time, so he's he's inspired by a certain Lord of the Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Kings, whatever the hell. A movie that I cannot sit through, folks, is that Lord of the Rings. Sorry. Anyway, um, back to golf balls at Golf Galaxy. So you you have one aisle just dedicated to Callaway balls. And I'm like, Callaway? I wouldn't be caught dead playing a Callaway ball from what I heard about it last year. What do you want? I am podcasting right now. Do you want me to stop, collaborate, and listen with you? No? Okay. You watch your Yo-Yo Ma stuff, I'm going to watch this. Anyway, so Callaway, I'm not a fan of Callaway. Because, you know, they have this whole range ball thing with the the Callaway new ball where you have the lines written on it for some reason to help you line up the ball on the green. And, I don't know. Looks like a range ball to me. You know, it's, 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 I don't know what the tour ball is for Callaway. Is it that Chrome Soft? I don't know what it is. is. That's got to be $50, right? $50 for a ball that, that helps you see the green better or something. I don't know. But anyway, so I'm thinking this, it's like, okay, they have this little end cap that's dedicated to the Golf Galaxy brand, which is actually called MaxFly which Maxfly used to be a really sort of world renowned brand but now Golf Galaxy has it and it's called Maxfly and they have this I guess it's called the CG Tour or something like that and that was only like it could have been only like 25 I want to say $25 for that and it was a a three they have this label on there and it the the whiteness of the ball actually looks a bit it looks like like a like a flat sort of white color but I bounced that on the ground and it sort of sounded like uh, what a Pro V1 would sound like, sort of like a hard click kind of a kind of a sound. I mean, I'm definitely not a fan of the Pro V1. I'm sorry I keep mentioning it, but the, the Pro V1 is the most expensive and in my case the most um, the most overrated ball I think on tour or for any golfer, for any, for for my for my price bracket, for my price sort of what do you call it my price sort of bracket kind of thing i'm not going to pay fifty dollars for a dozen golf balls i'm just not you know when i was a kid they played. i played with the maxfly ht torbellata and that was thirty dollars back then that was a damn good ball though with the with the pro v1 i just i'm not able to i'm not able to have it work for me so it's it's all about the swing speed or whatever that's the private country club guy golf ball, but anyway, I keep I mean rambling on about. I could just do a whole sort of podcast just on golf balls. I think just with with how much money it costs to just buy some. So so I got the, so I ended up buying the the 2020 version Q Star Tour that was offered by Strixon. So I got that. They had the yellow version and they have the white version and they have um i actually have the box here in front of me here and they have a new sort of feature with the skin they call it the spin skin and it's called the cerm which i laughfully call it i I mean i called it sperm today it's got this sperm sort of viscous i i guess viscous could be the right word of a feel when you you just feel it in your hand it feels like it's gonna slip out of your hand because it's just It's so slippery, you know, the, 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 it's got this, I mean, I'm looking at it with the light here, and the last version, Srixon Q-Star Tour, it was, it was sort of like, you know, you have your dimples, right, you have your Srixon labeling, but then they have this sort of line with the white lettering that says Q-Star Tour in it, and that, that's sort of the alignment line. So, um... I actually, I mean, I went, I got these balls today, and I paid $34 for them, and on top of a $12 glove, I spent $50 for a glove and golf balls at Golf Galaxy. And so, in my humble opinion, I have a feeling that that's a bit much. That's a bit much money for the performance that I got out of these balls today. And the, and the box says it's new, you know, the new Srixon Q-Star Tour. Ultra soft feel, longer distance, max green side spin with spin skin with CERM. S, capital S, small E, capital R, M. So CERM. I, I don't know what that is. So anyway, I, I just, so I, I mean, I really, really I just got to say, I just got to say, you know, I'm not going to spend too much time on this. I really preferred the 2018 version, Q-Star Tour, to this one. Because, for one thing, I think Srixon is trying to get the buyer of the ball to, have a, to experience a better performance of the ball off of the driver, predominantly. And I think for most distance balls that are out there, it's all about getting that boom off the driver for the golfer. And it's not about... It's not about how the ball feels on the green. It really isn't. Because they really had something good that I appreciated on the green. And it's gone. They they put this CIRM, uh thing on the spin skin. And it just loses all of the feel that you get with the putter on the green. And so I had... I played with... Um, I lost a few balls today. I played with uh, like three of the 2018 version Q Star Tours, and in that time, I actually I actually had like three or four birdies today, and I really thought I putted the ball well. And it was only with the 2018 version Q Star Tour, and I didn't play well with the 2020 Strixon Q Star Tour, and it was all because. Of the, of the sort of slippery feel that you get off of the ball when you pick it up out of the hole. I mean, as it is right now, in my job I have to use my hands a lot, and so I'm finding that getting older, I'm, I'm dropping a lot of stuff. I don't really have the, the manual dexterity that I used to have, and I had no problem getting the ball out of the hole with the old version Q-Star Tour, but this ball, it, it almost like slips out of my fingers because it's got this... This viscous, slippery sort of skin on their golf ball, and it really doesn't help me. But, um, but anyway, thirty-five dollars. Actually, no, sorry. I, where's the receipt? Uh, I don't know. It's probably tucked in my wallet somewhere. But this ball was thirty-four point ninety-nine, and it was, it was, it was not the bargain. It was not. I mean, the, the last. The last, um, I, have only had like two, uh, I, I bought two boxes of the, uh, old version on Q-Star Tour and I paid 20 bucks for them. That was a really good deal. And, you know, they've, they've upped the technology in this ball and it, they lost me. So now I got to find a new ball to try, to try out because this ball is not working for me anymore. So, so then after I bought my golf balls. And my golf glove, I went to uh, my local golf course here, and it was it was called Diamond Oaks here in Roseville. And I walked in, and they're like, hey, how's it going? You know, it's like, how does it look out there? Is it busy? Oh, it's it's busy, man. There's no way you can get out before three. And so it was, at the time, it, it might have been like around noon today. And um, so I'm like, so they're telling me, yeah, man, everybody gets online, and they book it with golf now. Or the other uh, online sort of tee booking uh, website that that people prefer. I mean, my preferred uh, online booking would be thegolfnow.com. And so everybody does that, and we never have any cancellations. So it's really hard to get a single out, for one thing. And so anyway, so then I look over in the corner, and I found that they're selling these Vice Golf Balls. And they had the two version, uh, they had the ball that was for $16, and then they had the ball that was for $30. And so I think I want to try, so I only thought that you could get the Vice Golf balls online. And apparently now you can get them in the pro shop. And, uh, anyway, so I want to, uh, investigate the, uh, the Vice Golf Balls and see if they're, uh, to see if they work for me. So, um... I guess um, Eric Anders Lang is now a proud partner with the Vice Golf, so that's good. Anyway, so then I I sort of gave up on the fact that I'm not going to be able to play my home golf course today because, for one thing, it's October. Second thing, it's a Saturday. And third, it's over 85 degrees. So everybody was out there. Everybody was having a great old time. And um, everybody thought ahead except me. So I went out in the parking lot and I pl- pulled out my phone and I went to golfnow.com and they're like, "Hey, so what kind of sort of hot deals do you have?" And, and I, so I found this I came across this course that I've had a good time at. It was called Teal Bend Golf Club. It was in Sacramento, California. And that place is next to the Sacramento Metropolitan Airport along the Garden Highway next to the Sacramento River. So, I remember, you know, you go there and you have you sort of fall into the ambiance of being in a um, sort of uh, area that's... I mean, the, the whole course is surrounded by trees. It's like every hole is surrounded by trees. So, you get the sensation like you're in a flat area. You are sort of in the middle of a forest. And you go there and you... And for one thing, you hear the, the big muscle boats that are on the water uh, at the river. You, you hear it coming over the garden highway. You hear the airport planes taking off, which I think is cool. I think hearing loud engines with golf is really cool. I, I prefer that, actually. It adds to the ambiance. And there's a lot of full-grown trees. And I thought that, you know, I've had a good experience there. I had fun there a few times. And I get there and the greens look good. You know, they actually have, um, they actually on the practice screen, they actually have the cups in the proper way. Where you actually go on the green, the ball falls in the hole, and everybody's happy. You know, I'm actually, hey, this is going to be fun. And so, uh, that's what I was doing. So, I was looking forward to that. So, I paid... So I got there, I had a, a, a little bit of time to spend, so I hit some balls on the range, and man, it was hot. It was really, really hot because of that indigenous summer thing I was telling you about. And it was just like, oh, man, when is this heat going to end? And so you're, you're standing in the heat, and you're, like, getting exhausted, you know, just standing there, and it's like, oh, my gosh, i got to stand in the shade. And I'm, I'm like, I'm not in the best shape, and I'm like, come on, man. This is really sort of unnecessary. So anyway, crack open another cold one. Canada Dry black raspberry water. Anyway, so finally comes around and and this guy sort of sees me on the green on the tee on the practice green. Sorry, practice range. And and I uh it was cool because I, I I brought my persimmon driver, my Arnold Palmer persimmon driver, and I started hitting it. And this guy sort of like perked up. He's like, "Oh my God, was that the sound of a persimmon driver?" I'm like, "Yeah, this is this is my driver, and I use it. You know, I've had success with it here, just keeping it in the fairway, keeping it out of the trees here at Teal Bend." And so I brought it along. And so yeah, so him and I had a really good uh, conversation about um, you know how good Jack Nicklaus actually was. Hitting a three-piece ballada ball with a persimmon driver—unbelievable that skill was back then—and they, and just you know how how people compare and contrast—you know how good the guys were back in the '60s and '70s. So Brad, you know if you hear this, you know I really appreciated meeting you, and uh, I thought you looked like Steve Largent because you had a Seahawks hat on, and you know a big guy and steve largent with this was this big uh, wide receiver for the seahawks back in the day so it was great meeting you and um so anyway so him and i talked a little bit more about on the putting green before i got out and he gave me the tip that hey do you have any insect repellent uh because when you hit 16 17 and 18 here the mosquitoes they eat you alive and so i i actually was like no i don't and I was thinking of going in the pro shop and seeing if they had some, and I actually pulled out some that I miraculously put in my golf bag for some reason, I don't know when, and I started to uh, spray that stuff on, so I had some sunblock on, I had some uh, some insect repellent, so that was good. So if you ever play Teal Ben Golf Club, anyone listening to this, you need to bring some insect repellent just for... The onslaught of mosquitoes and biting insects that will attack you and feed on you on the last three holes of this golf course. So uh, keep that in mind if you ever play Teal Bend again. And so I, uh, I got out. It was like 2:50, and I was by myself uh, originally. And then this other gentleman came along. It was only three of us after the second hole because his partner came after the, uh, after we had completed the second hole. After we completed actually the first hole. So I did I did a, a a bit of recording of footage on the uh on the golf course and I'll put a video together for that. But I I man that front nine was so so difficult because of the heat. It was so hot and warm. And I I don't know if it was muggy or not cuz there was no clouds in the sky, but it was just like a fierce sort of like oh my gosh, it's just beating down on you. It was so hot. And the thing about it is that with this COVID stuff going on, the the course can't help the player stay hydrated. And they have this policy where you can't bring any sort of liquids on the golf course. You know, because with me, I mean, I'm not going to bring beer or anything, but I need to bring, I need to bring, you know, liquids like seltzer water or water or whatever it is. Because, man, there's like, I only saw that cart girl once. And, you know, she didn't have any water, and if she was going to take my credit card for something, she was going to have to go back to the pro shop and ring it up and bring the card back to me. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing that again. So I really wish that, um, so the, so the golf course, they had Bermuda fairways, they had Poena greens, the tees had some sort of, uh, mulch on them. To, uh, to for aeration for aeration reasons because they probably aerified the tees earlier this month, but the the golf course didn't have any way for the golfer to stay hydrated during the round, especially as hot, as hot as it was, and the only way was to just get like a, a cup of water from the golf shop or from the from the snack bar, and I and and you know. In the beginning, I got like a bo- uh, I got a, a cup of water with some ice, and I went through that after like one hole, and then I was chewing on the ice for the rest of the round, and man, that was hard. So I really wish that um, I really wish that uh, the golf course would sort of help the player to uh, stay hydrated on the course, because man, that was hard. Because they don't have any of the water jugs out there for COVID reasons. There's no rakes on the course. There's no ball washers on the course. And you got to play with this uh, flag stick in the hole with this little shelf right underneath the uh, right underneath where, you know, the ball, you know, falls in the hole for about about an inch or something. And so there was a few times where, you know, it's like, hey, we got to like I want to I want to like have a good golf experience. So I like took the flag out and actually put the ball in the hole and it was okay it was okay because uh i really i really think that that's essential to experiencing a good golf round is to be actually putting the ball into the hole and pulling it out with your fingers and i mean you know i'm i really think that that's important and i really think that if you're going to charge the golf for 50 to play on you know what do you call it uh if it's twilight rate at two fifteen in the afternoon and you, and we barely finished and there's no other sort of amenities on the course other than a restroom after like the eighth hole, you know, you gotta be able to, you gotta be able to do, you gotta be able to do better than that, you know? And I really think that, uh, for one thing, you know, I putted pretty good. I mean, I really wish the golf course could have helped the golfer to be, to stay more hydrated on the course. And then I get to the, Then we played the front nine, and then I went to the snack bar, and then it's like, I need two drinks. I need two fountain drinks for me to stay hydrated. And they're like, $6, please. $6 for drinks. Get out of here, man. So, anyway, I'm just like... You you remember that show Fight Back with David Horowitz back in the 80s? You know, I used to watch that show, and... I want to get a good deal. I want to get a good deal, and I want to... Be able to, you know, come back to a course and have a good experience. I mean, the weather didn't help today, and I, they say that you can't bring stuff to the course to be able to hydrate yourself with. And they're like, what, what, what is the golfer supposed to do? I mean, I enjoyed Teal Bend. I thought it was a good place. I thought, I think it's a good place. And I, I don't know. I, I wish, I wish I didn't have to die out there to freaking have a, a, a glass of water. So. Anyway, this is real first world problems here, folks. Here on the Knacker Golfers Podcast, really first world problems. So, anyway, so we get to the back nine, and and by the way, you know that um that ping pal six that I have, that putter that's uh, brilliant copper. I used that today, and I actually took it took it upon myself. I was like planning, you know, it's like all right, I'm gonna play golf this weekend. Which putter am I gonna use? So I tried I brought my Ping answer, my Ping uh my Ping My Day and my uh my Ping 5 by Karsten putter and I brought my Ping Zing, I'm sorry, my Ping uh Pal 6. And so I always get the better feel with the Ping Pal 6 than any other putter on that I have and so I made the decision, okay, I'm putting the Ping Pal 6 in the bag. I'm going to use that for the round and that's the way it is. So I I uh, freed up a little bit of space in my bag, and I put the putters back in my truck, and I uh, made a the decision there. Uh, a club choice that I really should have made, that I regret not making, is using my... I wish I brought my Nike 60-degree uh, lob wedge. And I really wish that I kept the Max MaxFly Tadmore 61-degree uh, wedge at home, because... For one thing, I, I think that the uh, on my Nike wedge the shaft is better. It's an it's an S400 shaft, and I'm able to hit that ball consistently uh, from 100 yards out. And also, it feels better around the greens. And the uh, the Maxfly tad more uh, wedge sort of let me down. It didn't really give me the feel that I used to have. And I I used to use a different ball. Back in the day, uh, when I used that a lot, and um, I didn't have success with it today, so I li- I really wish that I brought my uh, my Nike VR uh, XEX Groove wedge that was uh, the sixty degree. So anyway, so yeah, so let's see. I had my Maxwell Australian blades out there, and I had my uh, my persimmon driver. And I used my uh, also my tireless 975J driver that I had good success with. I had really good time with that, and I uh, <clears throat> I hit the uh, the persimmon driver a few times on the front nine, and and I did like one or two on the back, but predominantly that 975J driver is my driver of choice um, whenever I play golf. Now I'm not I'm not I'm not using any other driver. Other than that, because it's just perfect. Let's just let's just say let's just call it for what it is. That's a perfect driver with the perfect shaft, and it's got a good grip on it that I put on there. I had a little bit of lead on the bottom butt end of the of the club, and it's a really good club. And I use it consistently, and I had a few of the uh, the straight long drive bombs that really uh, helped me out today. So uh, anyway, so the back nine at Teal Bend was really good. I, uh, I started to putt better because that was almost. I mean, I was like, I was, I was like, it's like, why am I? I was like, on the front night, I was, I was really second guessing my decision to play this course, and I was really second guessing my devotion to this crazy, stupid game which is called golf. It's like, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this stupid game, where all I do is spend money on stupid products, and. Why why am I here? What purpose am I doing in the universe to be here at this time to play golf when it's when it feels like it's 150 degrees? Why am I here? And there's no way for me to get any water. I was really pissed off with that. I really I mean it's it all falls on me because I didn't plan to go to Teal Bend to play. It was sort of like I had to go somewhere, and Teal Bend was the place and I could have stopped to get water or something, but I didn't have a cooler, and you need to sort of, you need to have more than one item if you're going to be swigging on water when you're at the course, and there's, there was no way, there was no way, they didn't have drinking fountains, they didn't have anything, they just, just like, oh, the COVID, we can't do it because of the COVID, anyway, uh, so I, I was just like, so the, so the back nine started up, and I, uh, It started to cool down, it was like, it was like, it felt like it was 102, 105, but it was, it wasn't that bad. It was like maybe 97 degrees, something like that. But then it started to cool down, and then it started to sort of feel good, and then it started to feel better, and then it sort of became interesting again, and then it became fun, and then it's like, okay, I can make birdies. I gotta make a few birdies coming in. And so... I I birdied like number three on the front nine, which was a short par four, sort of dog leg to the right where you, I laid up with like a two iron and I hit it sort of like in the left rough. And then I hit like an eight iron to a center cut pin. And then I had like a 15 or 20 foot putt for birdie and I made it. And I was like, Oh my God, I finally made a birdie. And so this is only like my second outing of the year. Uh, uh, second or third outing of the year because of the whole COVID thing. And I, you know, I haven't played for a long time. I could, uh, yeah, I didn't, I don't, I don't want to play golf when it's COVID. I I really don't, but I had to get out and play. And so I made a re I made a few putts, man, that I didn't think I could make with any other putter. And that Q star tour, that first version ball really felt good off the putter face. And that beryllium copper putter, is really something because you really get a good sense of where you where the feel is on that ball because you know you really feel it when you're when you're using that putter well and um you feel it when you when you when you strike the putt you hear the sound that the ball makes uh, hitting the putter head and you really get a good sense of where you are with that putter and it's really good indicator really good help to uh, to help you hone your skill, and that's a good that's a damn good putter. And so, um, I think I made three. I mean, I, I, I at least made two birdies. I made one in the front, and I made one in the back. And I hit I made a whole bunch of pars. I made one par that was like ten feet. I made a ten footer per par. Get out of here. And I think it might have been a, a slight left to right break. I don't know what hole it was. I shot eighty five, and that was that was because i uh I, I, I just sort of lost interest after the sixth hole. <laughs> the sixth hole, I was dying after that hole because I I, I uh, oh man, I don't even remember. I was like, get me out of here. Why am I here? Why am I playing this stupid game? And I the guys that I played with, they were really fun to play with, uh, Goza and Larry. Anyway, they were really fun, and I had a really good time with them. and I had my first truly lemonade slash cherry seltzer water it was a it was a hard seltzer it was called the truly lemon cherry seltzer water and i had one and they offered it to me and it was great and it really hit the spot when i uh, when i needed it but i think i sort of i think the contents of that uh, truly sort of went to my head and made me sort of like oh my god am i here or am i dehydrated so on on the whole no pun intended. I think I had a good time. I had a good time. I had I had a good time driving the ball. I didn't hit very many good. I didn't hit very many uh many uh good irons today. I don't think I did at all. I hit actually, you know what? I take that back. I had a shot. I had a few shots. I decided to like whenever I would miss a green, I usually use my lob wedge to sort of try to lob it up. But I, I was like, I was hitting the ball so bad with that uh, Tadmore wedge, I brought out my, my Lou Ortiz Orlamar sand wedge that had a 6.0 FCM uh, shaft in it, and that really feels good. And so I was chipping that up, and I actually got a little bit of backspin on the ball, and it was checking up, and it was really good. And um, I, I really want to look for if it's possible. I mean, you can't go wrong with that shaft. It's like a, a rifle shaft, the FCM 6.0. That's such a good shaft. You know, if you're if you're within 100 yards of the green with that club, you you could hit it at least on the green, if not in the middle of the green every time. And you're going to hit you're going to be you're going to do well with that shaft and that club. And that that it, it, I'm just telling you, that that's a good shaft and I got that at a good will for like 2 2 bucks. So, um So there's that. I had a good day with my driver, didn't really have a good day with my irons, had a really good day with my putter, and the golf ball that I chose that I bought brand new today, I was not satisfied with. I was disappointed with that Srixon, the new 2020 Srixon Q-Star Tour. I wasn't impressed with it. I couldn't get the feel off the putter that I used to on the older version ball, but uh, the ball you know if i was swinging the club better I, I actually didn't feel very good with it off the off the uh off the uh driver either cuz it was so i mean this uh this this serm uh layer of the of the of the ball or whatever that's on top of the spin skin of the srixon it just it makes the ball really slippery and i don't know if I mean that's strictly for technology reasons for modern equipment, you know, that's strictly for that. I mean, I'm a I'm an old school I'm an old school player. And I mean it's like if you're using old equipment, now it's like you got to start the whole research thing over again cuz you have a ball that you're counting on that you're using and they change it and now you got to buy now you have to find out a whole new ball. You have to find you have to like go out and start from ground zero trying to find a ball that matches your your way of playing. And it's like, oh my gosh, now I gotta figure that out now. So uh, anyway, but I think what it comes down to is how well does the butter feel let me say that again how well does the ball feel coming off the putter? Because if you're putting well on those greens, whether they're Poanya or Bermuda or bentgrass or whatever, You got to have a good feel off the putter face, and um, the ball. Hands down, if you if the ball feels good off the putter face, that's the ball that you use. So anyway, I think. uh, Gosh, how long have I been talking? Who knows? Who knows, man? Forty-five minutes. I'm getting up there. Forty-five minutes into this episode, I mean, what do I call this episode? Playing teal bend. Almost being dehydrated at Teal Bend. Oh, there's a story about Teal Bend that I heard of. Back, It happened, I think, in the 2000s. The course opened in like 1997. And um, years ago, I I know a guy who used to work there. And this is on the horticultural side of things. And I guess there was an assistant superintendent that worked at this golf course called Teal Bend Golf Club and he decided or he was told to go out and fertilize the fairways on the back nine. And so what he so I guess the mistake was made where the uh gosh, how do I put this? Um there was a there was a thing that there was a thing that was uh put in the spray tank that shouldn't have been in the spray tank and it ended up killing <laughs> It ended up killing uh, seven or eight fairways out of the whole back nine at Teal Bend. And so that's a big deal. And so this person uh, killed most of the fairways at Teal Bend, and it was a catastrophe unlike any other. And uh, I don't know what happened to that person. So that's sort of how things can go bad on a golf course. And so uh, anyway... On a, on a positive note, I think the overall conditions at Teal Bend, I think the tees, I wish the tees were a bit more uh, manicured when I was playing. I mean, it paid $50 to play there. I thought the fairways were immaculate because the fairways were all Bermuda and they really made the ball sit up well on the Bermuda turf. The greens were good. Um, I had some really good putts on those greens. I think the cups were really good. The cups for that day were really good i i didn't like how there was a few putts that i had where i left the pin in the hole and i was a good person and did that but for other ones i took the flag out and i really wanted to have the ball go in the hole and uh that's what i did so i made a few i made a a fair amount of comebacker uh, putts for bogey and for par and i'm really satisfied with that I, i wasn't i was in one bunker the bunker sand uh bunker sand on a golf course, it's it's not gonna be bunker sand, it's gonna be more like hard pan hard sand or whatever. Um I I thought I mean I mean I really the, the weather was really a factor today and I really wish that I uh didn't have to suffer the uh the first world problem of playing golf when it's really hot. So um I like going to that practice green after cause it's sort of on the way home from my job. And I, uh, I've stopped there before and I really think it's a good practice green because it has golf cups that are on that green that are the proper golf cup where they, the, where the ball falls in. There's no flags on the golf cups on the practice green. So it's a really good place to practice your putting. I like how the trees, uh, sort of shade around the practice green and give, and give the, uh, the practice, the practicing golfer, a uh, way to cool off sitting in the shade. Um, I think the ambiance at that course is really, really nice because you have the sort of silence that you have next to the river. You sort of hear the rustling of the water coming up the river because it's. Uh, I think the water flows from north to st- north to south at this on the Sacramento River, and I really like the ambiance of the airport there. So. Um, the airport is to the east of the course. The river is to the west of the course. And then you have Garden Highway on the west side of the course, too. So, all in all, I think it was a good outing. And I had a good time on the back nine, specifically. I wish that I could have been more hydrated, um, which, which falls on me. I admit it. It falls on me to be able to... You've got to bring your stuff. And if a golf course is saying, hey, you can't bring... Uh, a cooler full of liquids. You know, you just gotta, like, in this era, you just gotta, like, alright, you you stop me and tell me to do that. I'm not gonna read it on a sign and not bring it because of something that something says on a sign. You need... The golf course needs to tell the person that they can't bring the cooler full of liquids and then help the person be able to hydrate uh, on a affordable budget. So... Anyway, I think I'm going to wrap it up right now. Thanks for listening. This has been the Knackered Golfist Podcast, episode 14, I believe. Oh, my goodness. So um, enjoy the rest of October and enjoy um, daylight savings or the time changing at the end of the month. And um, remember, to, to, if you're going to buy new golf balls, bounce it on the vinyl floor. Bounce it on the ground to give you an indication of the quality of the ball. So, thanks for listening to the Knackered Golfist podcast, and we'll talk to you next time. Four, please. The Knackered Golfist now driving.